0: On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Inside Story podcast. I'm so happy you are here. I'm your host, April Adams-Pertwee. And as you know, well, I'm going to assume you know, assuming that you've been to this podcast and listened to it before You know that we're all about really amazing storytelling and our goal here at the Inside Story Podcast is to illustrate a powerful story so that it helps spark the idea in you that you yourself have a powerful story to tell. And if this is your first time listening, well, I just gave away the punchline that that's what you're going to get out of this episode today, because I have with me um, one of my dear friends, Lindsay Morris, and she has this really powerful story that um, I've had a chance to kind of watch from the sidelines over the last several years as she's been walking in. And we've had conversations at different times throughout her journey. And um, even today when she arrived for this special recording, um, I could really sense, um, her being in a completely different place of her story, which is really the place that you want to be in when you're ready to tell the story, which is the place of what I call being on the other side of it. Um, I think Glennon Doyle says you don't want to tell the story from, you know, the scar, not from the wound. You need time for the story to heal. You need time to glean the wisdom from, these experiences that we have in our lives sometimes, and that's when the story is really ready to share. And I really feel like that's where Lindsay is today. Um, she runs a company called Generational Wellness, and wellness um, is ha- has been her field and her work in the world, as well as education. And she's here today to talk about wellness and education. I can assure you it will be an education on wellness for us, as she is going to share her amazing story about Um, going through COVID and having COVID long haulers and then kind of the fallout of what has happened in her life over the last three years and where she is today, truly coming to us from the other side of that story. So Lindsay, I'm so happy you're here and I'm so grateful that I get to be one of the first podcasts where you actually share this story publicly in its completeness. So welcome, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so honored to be able to talk with you about this story that's ready to come out. Who who better to talk to than you?
0: Oh, I feel so honored. I'm so happy that we get to do this and that you are sharing the story um, that you now have to share that, you know, you have your hands on and that you're so willing to share because you really recognize that it can help other people. Um, And I'm grateful that we get to do that here on the Inside Story podcast. So thank you for for being here today. So, you know, uh, I remember I you know, you and I have known each other. We've been in a group program, had a mutual coach for a long time, Jen Lehner. and um so you and I've you know been hanging out on the interwebs for a while and you know, I remember when when covid hit, you know, 2020, 2021, all of us were navigating covid um and you like many other people got sick with covid but when did you realize that your case of covid was was different and in and how did you come to like become aware of covid long haulers and tell us a little bit about that experience when this all first started unfolding for you
1: yes so you and i were actually in the mastermind together when this was all happening mm-hmm. and at first i was I was trying to keep it under wraps. I didn't really want to talk about it. I was like, I'm going to push through, like I've done with pretty much everything in my life. And I was experiencing a lot of business success at the moment uh, Mm -hmm. with my wellness courses because 2020 is when everything went virtual. And so um, in March, 2020, I got off a plane. Um, All my events had been canceled. I looked at my phone and it was like, canceled, canceled, canceled because the whole country was shutting down. And I was speaking in front of 4,000 people in in Reno, Nevada, and I had just gotten back. And um, so March 7th, everything kind of ended there for like business stuff. But then I ended up getting sick with COVID. And I didn't even have COVID that badly in March. And then um, about a week or two after, I started getting all these weird symptoms like, my left side would go numb and my um i would have shooting nerve pain and um it started to present like a stroke so it was just building up for a couple weeks and uh, april 17th is when i went to the hospital and at that time i wasn't able to talk or walk like it had built up to that level um, but at the same time my wellness courses were selling like wildfire, so it was so ironic that I was kind of fighting for my life and going back and forth between home and the hospital. And I was also trying to help people in wellness in the education Mm -hmm. system. Um, But I was not well. And I didn't know how unwell I was until this journey kept on playing out. And I don't know if you remember, but there were a lot of doctor's offices that shut down during that time. Yes. Yes need to get my MRI results. Like they did a CT in the hospital and everything came back fine. And they they looked at it like a mystery. We don't know why you're having these symptoms. And so stayed in the hospital got released and then I was trying to get into the neurologist. Well, long story short, they ended up finding um, 25 brain lesions. And what had happened is that COVID had crossed the brain blood barrier and my immune system was attacking my brain, because it was trying to fight off COVID. So I realized in that moment when I saw the MRI that, holy moly, this is something really serious. Um, because I was trying so hard to be okay and push through, like I did a webinar two days after I got out of the hospital and <laughs> because I was like, it's yeah. the time for wellness.
0: <laughs> and isn't that but- like so relevant because how many i i so relate to this right how many of us especially women we just push through we just yes. push through we got to keep going we got to keep the thing we got to keep the business going we got to keep the family going we got to you know we just push 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 and i think a lot of people will resonate with yeah oh sure i'll just go do the webinar when i get out of the hospital no big deal yes. you know kind of constantly pushing things down to try to keep things going, so I'm I can I can imagine I I believe you I know that you are absolutely doing those things because it's so it's so prevalent in in our culture.
1: Yes, yep, and that's just kind of the way that I grew up too. Is right go, go go and um, very high achieving family, and we never really sat down and watched movies or watched TV. We we're just like it's time to make a change. So that's what I've been used to my entire life. So this three years of healing has brought me to my knees in so many different arenas and it's been the burning of a lot of different identities for me and Mm. allowed the space to rebuild a stronger version of me but I feel like a more sustainable version because at the rate that I was going and probably a lot of people who are listening today that we're going at such a fast pace Mm -hmm. it's not sustainable and it took this huge long wake up call. And I prayed and prayed that it would be over after a month, <laughs> six months, a year, and it just kept going. And I really became mad at God at times. Like mm-hmm. I did not expect to be this sick at 35 years old. Nobody mm-hmm. really thinks about, you know, not having the ability to wake up, to get out of bed because you're so exhausted at 35. And I've Heard these stories before of people get a diagnosis when they're young, or you know, it never feels like it's going to be you. And mm. then, boom, out of nowhere, it's like, okay, I can't really get out of bed. um I'm allergic to li- literally every food now because of something called mast cell activation syndrome that came on after COVID. And I, I can't really work. um So I was really pissed off. I was pissed uh-huh. off of this. And uh, 2020 was basically fighting so hard it was fighting it was surviving it was trying to keep on going and just make it where 2021 and 2022 were more of like coming into the acceptance of it but also going through the grief of it because mm. it's was an unknown like I did not know if I would be sitting here telling you about a healing story in 2022 because it had already been two long years
0: Right. You just didn't know if it was ever going to end.
1: Yeah, I didn't know. And that's the thing about going through unknowns in the moment of it is it's so uncertain and it can bring up a lot of different grief, anger, bargaining, depression, all the things. And um, one of my mentors says, you know, you're in a space of healing when you can look back on the situation with fondness. Mm. And I... Am just now at the place of, I can look back at these three years with fondness and I can truly say, I'm so glad I went through that. But if you would have talked to me, you did talk to me. Like oh, I did, I talked so. to you several times <laughs> yeah. through all of
0: this. Yes. Yeah,
1: and I was crying. I was like, mm-hmm. April, I don't know who I am. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like kind of having, not kind of, there were some serious breakdowns, but it needed to happen to have the breakthroughs um, Mm -hmm. to come out of this. So that's kind of been the journey of 2020 was all about surviving and pushing through where 2021 and 2022 were a real, um, a breakdown that all of the other things were not working. Like my wellness strategies that I teach, none of them were working and I had to go deeper and, um, really connect with my inner GPS system, which I talk about now, which to me is God.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about some of the breakdowns. Like you mentioned earlier that you had to burn down some identities that you, that you were holding on to. Um, What were some of those identities that you had to burn down and what was the breakdown that happened as a result? You know, like that's a real process that people sometimes are forced to go through. And it sounds like you were very much forced to go through it because, there was no other way out of this, you know, there was no other way except to get through it. And when did you realize that these were some identities that you had to burn down and what were they?
1: Uh, the hardest identity for me to burn was the identity of public speaker Mm. because
0: before COVID you were on the road, constantly speaking and going into schools and education and bringing your your generational wellness program in there. I mean, you were killing it.
1: Yes. And, and teacher, like that has been the core of who I've been since I was in first grade. I've been teaching my peers. I've been teaching. (laughs) I've been (laughs) teaching since I can remember and to not be able to teach and not be able to speak and inspire and give my gift, which is a God given gift. Like I don't, everybody has their own gift, but I'm so passionate about it. And to not be able to do that um, man search for meaning the book mm-hmm. uh, it, when you don't have meaning, it can feel so meaningless. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was earth shattering for me to detach from public speaking and then I tried to go back and do public speaking in 2022 against doctors' orders. Um, I did a lot of things against doctors' <laughs> orders. <'cause, you laughs> now, as, as entrepreneurs, we're like, "Well, we can." Yeah, interview- we like
0: to make our own rules.
1: I'll a new roadmap for this, and they were like, "No, you shouldn't do this because you're going to activate your immune system." And I'm like, "I don't get stressed when I speak. I I feel at home on the stage. That's where I feel most home. So I'm going to go do this and." I'm going to let you see what can happen with a positive mindset. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wrong and they were right in this case. And I tried to speak and sure enough, my adrenaline activated my immune system. And then my immune system started to attack itself again. Because- so you would have
0: flare ups when you would try that- to get back in the game again. And so right. because the, the full healing had not been complete at that point, right?
1: Exactly. Yep. So I would flare, I would try to speak, be exhausted and then be in bed for like 2 months after one event.
0: Wow. And I was
1: like, what in the world is going on? So that was a really hard one for me because that's my core identity. I don't have children. Generation mm-hmm. Wellness has been my child and it has been birthed since I started teaching, which was back in 2006. So, um like 17 years of this. And, um, that was a hard one, but I did end up being able to release it. And I did actually get to a point of almost selling generation wellness because I, I was at a point where I wasn't able to work and it's three years now. So, um, financially I was looking at needing to make some moves. Um, the second biggest for me was not looking good. That was an idea identity (laughs) and, um, The crazy part about this is I lost a lot of my hair through COVID. Mm -hmm. So about half of my hair, um, I had emergency gallbladder surgery. I was exhausted all the time. So I was not looking hot. (laughs) (laughs) When you're sick, you know, we,
0: we do tend to look sick when we don't feel well. Yeah.
1: But what happened in the midst of that is um, my former boyfriend came back into my life, and he messaged me on Facebook and was like, "Hey, I want to meet with you." And I was like, "There's nothing to meet about. This isn't really the time. We <laughs> <laughs> really have much to give." Uh, so we ended up meeting, and long story short, he ended up staying by my side in a very vulnerable slash me. Meet- feeling unlovable time and through me breaking down the identity of always having to look good it mm-hmm. allowed his love to come in deeper and he mm-hmm. says that's the reason why we're together today is is going through that time um because he got to see me uncompletely completely unmasked
0: yeah the real 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 you
1: yes yep the real me
0: and, and how healing was that for you to receive love fully at that time. Like to, you know, when you let all the masks go and you think here I am at my very worst, my life is a mess. I'm sick. I don't look good. I don't feel good. And yet here's this man pouring all this love into me. How did that, how did that land for you?
1: At first I resisted it. So I pushed it away. Like yeah. um, that's how I resisted, you know, you can't public speak when they told me that I can't drive, I was having seizures. So they're like, you can't drive. I was resisting a lot in the beginning. Cause I'm like, I don't want this to be true. I do right. not want any of this to be true. So then once I finally stopped resisting and I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Like, I don't really know if there's anything here for you to love right now because I'm not making, well, I was making money off my courses, but I wasn't physically doing anything to Mm. show up and make money um I don't feel like I'm that pretty right now (laughs) and I don't really have much to offer so this is new territory but when I did release and just let go which to me means let God it was a magical experience and now it's the deepest love that I I've ever experienced um, for both of us, because he loved me at my absolute worst, which is what people say in their wedding vows,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we got to experience it before our wedding. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you did get right. married during this time, like to point out you, you actually did have this extraordinary wedding yes. during this t- time when you were still healing and still not completely well.
1: Yes. Yep. And that's where, yeah, we were, I was just like, I'm still going to live even if I'm not a hundred, you know, Yeah, we ended up going to Dubai in 2022. It's been about a year. Yeah. At this time last year, we were in Dubai and, um, we, we got married on the beach with one of my really good friends and his sister. And it was just us four. Um, and, in Dubai, I was still taking naps every single day. So I would go out, do an activity. And then I'd come to the hotel room, take naps and still recovering. But, um, yeah, so now I can look back and I'm, I can look at it with fondness, but Mm -hmm. in the moment I was still pissed off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was your whole life changes and gets uprooted. And especially with something like COVID long haulers, because it was such a new thing, like none of us had ever been through COVID before, much less, you know, finding out and discovering about this thing called COVID long hauler. And then I'm sure, like you mentioned uh, another diagnosis, you know, there's all these other things that have unfolded that doctors have been able to classify, I guess, you know, as a result of having to figure COVID out. So when you, you know, like everything is being uprooted, none of this makes sense because we've never been through this pandemic before. This is all so new for everybody. I can imagine. And again, you burning down these identities that you really didn't want to let go of, but you just get to the point where there was nothing else to do, but to let go of it. I, I think I'd be mad too. Like, I (laughs) think I would have a lot of questions for God myself. Like, why I'm reading a great book right now. Um, it's called um, hold on. It's called Um Caught Red Handed. And it's about how God shows up in the most kind of craziest, miraculous, strangest ways during times of need and challenge, right? And um, it's written by a pastor, a pastor friend of mine, John Roberts, and he says, I just read this chapter this morning. You know, when you're asking the question, why, why God, why? You need you're asking the wrong question. He said, What you need to be asking is what's next? Right. Like mm-hmm. God is it's not that God gives us these challenges, you know, like there's evil forces in the world. There's things that are happening that are we have free will, we make dumb choices sometimes, like all kinds of things, right? Um, uh, but when we get there, we find ourselves on the struggle bus. Mm -hmm. instead of asking why, which is our default question, Mm -hmm. we need to ask what's next. What is coming for me that I need to step into? Did, Did you get to a point where you're like, you were mad at God asking why, how did you shift? And I don't know if that was your exact language around what's next, but how did you shift into, you know, transforming that experience for you?
1: My biggest aha through all of this was one day I was laying in bed and I would write different words on my whiteboard and I was staring at the word resilience. And I was staring at it and all of a sudden I saw the words inside of the word resilience. And it was, it basically means I get quiet over and over and over again. So it's re silence with an I. And when I saw that, I called my friends and I was like, oh my gosh, resilience. It doesn't mean how fast you get back up like our culture says. It just means I get quiet over and over and over again. That is the how-to of resilience. And I'm always looking for simple tools to teach people about wellness. And I was like, this is it. So for me, the breaking point was allowing myself to get quiet over and over and over again without any attachment to outcome. Because Mm. I would get upset when I would get quiet. I would pray. I mean, I'm laying in bed all day. What else am I going to (laughs) do? And I'm not hearing any answers. I'm not hearing God clearly. I don't know what I'm going to do for work. I don't know uh how i'm going to heal how i'm going to get rid of this pain there's all these unknowns but i'm praying for hours a day and i am not hearing a single thing but i finally was like resilience just means get quiet over and over and over again release attachment and sure enough i started to hear god again after a long 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 time <laughs> <laughs> and my husband he he also went through a near death experience in his 20s where he He came very close to God and understands like this whole resilience principle. Uh, And now he can go in the shower and he can, you know, be in the shower and he hears God clearly. And we have a joke, like whenever he gets out of the shower, I'm like, so what'd you hear? (laughs) Yeah. What's
0: God saying?
1: Uh, Yeah. But I was so frustrated because I wasn't hearing God clearly, but I believe that time of uncertainty, the time of silence, not hearing direction was helping me to to break free of all these other things so that once I did hear, I would move in that direction without a doubt. Like, it's just like, okay, we're going this way. I fully trust you are the leader. You are my GPS system. Where before COVID, I was kind of like, I got this, here we go. We're going over here, we're going over there. And no, now it's like, when I hear God, that's where I go.
0: Mm, So powerful.
1: Yep. Yes, and this actually just showed up. Um, Now, sometimes I'm like, can you be quiet a little bit? Because I was in the middle (laughs) of of presenting. And I present on stress, trauma, uh, moving through trauma, wellness practices, self-care practices. And I came to this slide, and it's all about how trauma gets locked in our bodies. Uh And how trauma isn't the thing that happened. It's the story that we tell after it. Yeah. So if yep. we are continuously telling a story of pain, of, um, victim of all of these different things, it gets locked in our bodies. So we yes. get to read it from our bodies. So I was on that slide and all of a sudden I heard God's voice and it's like, tell the story about the 28 year old son and the mom. And I was like, no, I'm not telling that story today because it's a, it's a story that is very emotional and I didn't feel like I wanted to bring that emotion into the room. And, you know, I didn't want people walking out crying. And I haven't told that story on stage ever before. And I was like, no, we're not telling that story today. There's principles in the audiences. My evaluations are going to get messed up. No. (laughs) And so I'm still on the slide and I hear God's voice clear. And it's like, tell the story about the 28 year old and the mom. And I'm like, no. And so I feel like I'm having this tug war on this side. And then last thing, was just like, tell the story. And so I was like, (laughs) I wanted to say, I mean, I was thinking, what am I supposed to say? Well, God's telling me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I politely just said, um, all right, so this story is on my heart to share. And I just started sharing it. Sure enough, I share the whole story. Within 30 seconds, I say, um... This 28 year old, he passed away and the mom, I was a school counselor at the time. So, uh, the husband had called in to the office. They forwarded it to me. We found out that he had passed away. The secretary went to go get the mom. She came back into my office within two minutes. So I have the husband on the phone telling me what just happened. She's standing in front of me and I passed the phone to her and I witnessed pure shock anger going into flight all of the things of a trauma response and so i shared this story of kind of giving an example of trauma in the body and the beautiful part of this story is once i got her to her house drove her there this is like two hours after um her adult children were waiting for her and her husband and they were like mom sit down mom sit down you're scaring us you're scaring us like it's gonna be okay but mom just sit down and I said I don't think she needs to sit down I think she needs to run her body wants to run right now because she kept on trying to run out of my room and the most beautiful thing happened they all locked arms the chaplain was on one side her adult children were on the other her husband and they all locked arms and they ran down the street together and I'll never forget that image of like pure grief trauma and like letting the body lead because it needed to release the trauma, so I'm sharing this story. And right when I say "28-year-old son," this woman bursts out into tears, and she gets up and leaves. And in my head, I'm like, see, God, why? Why did you tell me to say this story?" And then, two minutes later, another one gets up. She's crying. Five minutes later, I'm just finishing the story. We're debriefing. Another one is teary-eyed. I can see her in her seat, and I'm like, three people. Okay, this is going to be a bad evaluation. Well. Turns out at break, one of the women came up to me and she said, I just lost my, my um, son-in-law and he was 28 years old and he mm-hmm. died three months ago. And I'm like, okay, this is not coincidence. This is not no.
0: coincidence
1: at all. And then the other one, the principal had said she lost her husband, but she's been completely stoic. And Mm -hmm. she hasn't been emotional at all for like six months. And, and he actually came up to me and he said, thank you. She's experiencing emotion. And I think you just unlocked, you helped her unlock, you know, what she needs to go through.
0: Yes. So
1: although it was like, I didn't want to bring people down in the moment, I, but it did have a purpose. And that's what I function from now is I may not know what the reason is, but I'm going to follow God, God's voice in my head. Even if, like,
0: <laughs> <It> <laughs> so. so that is so powerful. And that just speaks honestly to the power of sharing a story yes. like that. You could have said a lot of things about the technical and the scientific and the, and the mental things that we know about how the body keeps score and how we release trauma and, and, like from a very neuroscience kind of backed way in your presentation. And those women would not have heard what you, they needed to hear, but because you told that same information about how our body keeps score, how our body needs to release. You illustrated that through telling that story of, of this mom and how she had to run down the street, you know, to process and to release the pain. Mm -hmm. And that is what those women heard. They heard the lesson by way of you telling the story, you know, and it's so powerful. And I also want to say that I have been, you know, several times, I mean, many times probably, but I, I can think of a couple of times recently Where Now, not that type of story that I feel like, you know, it had a profound impact, but for whatever reason, I've been speaking at an event and I've had the very same experience where I hear God say, you need to tell the story, the story that was not planned in my presentation, a story at the moment that I didn't think was really relevant or important, you know, but you have to be obedient and in You have to get good at listening to God's voice and it's not easy, but once you do, you do learn to trust it, you know, and you know, I, I, I will, I'll divert my presentations to tell the story, whatever it is that I'm feeling called to share. And it's always, you know, I don't really understand it in the moment, but it's always comes back to, usually that's the thing that, you know, someone will come up to me afterwards. Like, thank you so much for sharing that one story. Like That was really cool to hear. I really needed to hear that or whatever, you know, they might not be running out of the room crying in your case, like with a real visceral response, but it does let me know that that for whatever reason, you know, they needed to hear that version of that story, you know, when I shared it. So I love that you had that experience where, (laughs) you know, it is kind of like this little sideline conversation going on, like, wait a second, I'm in the middle of my presentation. I didn't really plan to speak about that today. But learning to listen to that guidance, whether, wherever it shows up, it may not be while you're speaking, but just, it could be like while you're out shopping and, you know, you feel like you need to go to one grocery store over the other and you have no idea why, but you just, you need to listen to those nudges and listen to that intuition. Would you say that before COVID, right, you, you kind of said this earlier that you were more, you know, like all of us, we love to be in control and we're the ones driving the, the business or we're the ones driving the shots. And now after COVID, you're much more attuned to listening to God's voice. Would you say, looking back before all of this happened to you, that did you feel like you were in tune with that intuition? Did you feel like intuition was a thing that you were you were tuned into at all? Is Or has that been something that you now realize is, is God's voice.
1: I was intuitive before COVID. I've always been very sensitive and like empathetic and, but I wasn't in tune with God nearly as much as I am now because I've now experienced the fact that none of us have control Uh and like, we just don't have control as much as we may try to control our lives. At any moment, anything can happen. (laughs) It can come out of left field. So um, being sick for three years really allowed me to practice releasing control, releasing how it's supposed to be, uh, releasing so much of the distraction in my life and just getting to the pureness of God and it's like having that quality time with God is what it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> back, I'm like, I really got to know God in a whole different way than I did before. It's like spending that time with somebody where you get to ask them these deep questions and really get to know them. And when it's just, when you're laying in a bed, it's kind of like, it's just you and God. Like mm-hmm. My mom couldn't help me. I mean, my mom was trying to help, but she, she wasn't, She didn't have the power to raise me up from the bed and like, hey, Lindsay again. So and my husband was being loving, but he couldn't save me from what was happening. So it was it was a lot of talks with God. Um and now now I feel like I got like we got this God.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's your own Lazarus moment, you know, truly. I yeah. mean, if just if you're familiar with the story in the Bible of God raising Lazarus from the dead, I mean, like that's you, like literally laying there, nothing else to do, no control, probably not even getting the clearest answers and results from the medical team because it's so new and unknown. And it is just releasing everything over to God and letting Him raise you back up, you know, yeah. which is yeah. what He did.
1: Yeah, and like you mentioned, you know, going through this journey, nobody knew about COVID because
0: right, so new, nobody knew anything.
1: You were like the crash test dummy, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Even the doctors are like, "Well, we've never seen this before," and that was another unknown. It wasn't like getting a diagnosis and here's here are your options for medication or your medicate or your options for physical therapy or whatever it may be the treatment plan. There's no treatment plan there. Uh they're literally looking at this like well we've seen this happen there are some studies coming out of China and the UK where people were you know getting Bell's palsy where their their face is you know partly paralyzed and that's what was happening to me it'd be intermittent intermittent Bell's palsy where my face would be like that for an hour and go back to normal and so they're looking at the research coming in like okay well this is starting to appear but This was a complete unknown. (laughs) Yeah. So um, navigating the unknowns, uh, if we can become friends with the unknown, I think our life would be easier because a lot of this was me resisting and trying to kick and scream and still remain in control. And if I would have just surrendered and embodied that it's okay to not be okay sooner. I think this might've been an easier journey.
0: Um, Maybe not three years long. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I feel like I needed a time out, a long time out.
0: Uh, So. But, But what a gift now to be able to look back and see these lessons. You know, these are things that listening to your story that one can glean, right? Like to not resist to, you know, when these challenges come up to lean in, to release control, to, to really get quiet and listen over and over and over again, like really listen, listen, listen Um, until you do hear something, until you hear something that does sound like the voice of reason, the voice of God speaking to you and giving you those, those next steps like that. What, what is next? You know, what do I do next? I think these are like so powerful. And I mean, how beautiful is it? I mean, how, like, that's so cool. Like here you are able to like share the story with that, with that intention. Like I have something to say now as a result of going through this, how cool is that for you? Yes. And now the speaker in you, right. You have something to say again. Yes. I
1: love it so much. I'm so lit up right now because I'm able to speak again. And in the last three months, Uh, I've been able to, I've done nine presentations live, and I have not flared a single time. And I feel like the presentations are at a whole different level than they used to be. Because before COVID, I was kind of along the lines of choose happy, and we're going to wire our brains for happiness. And I would show the happiness habits from Sean Anchor, Harvard research, and, you know, it's all about self care. And but a lot of my my presentation was rah rah rah. the choose happy one, <laughs> kind of like the positive Pollyanna. Now that I've experienced the depths of the darkness and I've experienced depression, um, it's more of a balance of, yes, we can wire our brain for happiness and it's okay if you're not okay. And if you can't choose happy, choose to continue because mm-hmm. that is what I embodied when I it wasn't in a lot of happiness in some of these times in the past three years. I remember vividly going to the store with my mom and brain fog was so thick. I couldn't find my mom in the store. And I was kind of lost. Like, where am I? Where's my mom? 36 years old at a store with my mom. <laughs> I'm just like, and I remember thinking in that moment, if I saw a shirt right now that says choose happy, I would feel less happy than I am right right now Mm -hmm. because I cannot find it in my soul to choose happy. I am pissed off. I am disoriented and I don't know what's going to happen. So in that moment, I discontinued my choose happy clothing line. I had a clothing line that was choose happy and I discontinued it. I took it off the website and I made a promise if I if I do another line like that, it would be choose to continue. That's what I would put on a shirt for somebody that uh, choose to continue, because I want people to see that in the store when in a grocery store, there's so many people going through different things in a grocery store. They may have just sure. gone through a breakup, like somebody may have just passed away and choose to continue. We don't always have to be happy. And that was the lesson that I needed for myself. Um, so that's another big thing that came from this is, is continuing.
0: That is so beautiful. I mean, (laughs) seriously, that is, that is just so perfect, you know, and you would could have never, ever, ever delivered that message and have that to share. Had you not gone through that? You just Mm -hmm. couldn't, you know, like you would have continued on choose happy, choose happy. We got this. Let's go. Right. (laughs) Right. I know. It's so incredible. Like just the human experience, I tell you, um, I never, I never get tired of hearing these stories. I never get tired of witnessing people rising and, you know, overcoming and yes, being resilient, but like, it's the things that you learn and the things that you hear from God in those moments and the things that you're then able to share with others as a result of, of going through that experience. You know, my tagline at light beamers, when you share your story, you shine a light. Like that is it. Like that is you, the, what you just said just there at the, uh, this whole interview has been amazing, but I can promise you, you sharing choose to continue is the light that is going to save somebody else listening to the show today. It will, that'll be the one thing that will just, it will get them on to continue on. It's so beautiful.
1: Well, I hope so. I, I hope that I can shine a light. I feel like I've, I've gone through the darkness so that I can be a light for somebody. And that's what I truly desire. And I'm so happy to be able to uh, share my story. Like mm-hmm. what an honor for all of us, everybody who's yeah. listening, like if you're able to share your story, it is such an honor,
0: because it
1: you to help so many people. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for being an advocate of sharing your story because every single person has a story and when we share it releases the shame and um it can really help somebody so uh, I'm all for uh sharing our lights
0: yes so good so good Lindsay thank you so much for sharing all of that with us first here, really, this is, you know, your first full interview sharing the story and it's in this form and from this place of healing, this place of awareness, this place of wisdom, um, really anchored to truth of who you are and, you know, in, in what your identity really is in now, you know, it's not in being a speaker, although now you're probably going to be, you're probably going to be a so much more successful speaker than you ever were before, because, you got it right now. Like you've got it anchored to the right place and you are listening to the right person, the right voice to guide you. So it's just so beautiful. Um, so I know that there's going to be some people that want to reach out to you, that they're just going to love eating all of this up and and listening to you. Um, I know you've been sharing more of your story on your channel on Instagram. Where's your favorite place to send people? Um, where should they connect with you if they'd like to to talk further
1: yes well I made a healing playlist for free so if you want to listen to the playlist that I listened to in in bed for many months slash many years Mm -hmm. um, that really gave me uh it helped me to feel seen a lot of these songs are about healing for instance my favorite one is you can't rush your healing Mm -hmm. that song really allowed me it it made me feel like okay we don't have to rush through this because this is this is kind of lasted a long time. But anyways, lindsaymorris.com. There's mm-hmm. a free playlist for you. And I'm just creating this website. But if you go there, you can get that playlist. And then if you're interested in anything related to education, it's generationwellness.com. Lastly, if you're an entrepreneur that wants help in your business, I have a whole VA team that's now supporting other speakers and teachers. And that's generationbusiness.co. So which for- is really
0: how your team carried your business. I mean, that's a whole nother story that we can get into today, but you know, you had you and I had gone through some programs where we were getting VAs on our team and building all of that out and thank god, right? Because they really ran the show for you while you were sick. I mean, they kept your business going. Yes.
1: If it Huge for- shout out to that. Yes, if it weren't for courses, the support team and ambassador programs, which just means like people who are sharing your course for you. And so I didn't have to do marketing. Then I had a team and then I had the product. I could be in bed. If it weren't for those three things, the business would have gone bankrupt. So I'm so grateful for a team. And that was one thing that came through in the three years is when I get better, I'm going to create this team for other people. So, um, energizer bunny has, been trapped in a closet for three years and now like, what do we need to help we're back
0: <laughs> we're back we're back i love it okay lindsaymorris.com well absolutely lindsay is spelt with a y but we will um we'll put it in the show notes we'll link it up so just click into the player where you're listening to this grab the show notes you'll get her link go over and connect with lindsay Thank you so much for sharing your story Oh oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing your story with me. That makes me so happy that you chose to share it here. Um, And what a powerful story it is. And I am going to, I'm going, I'm going to, okay. We want to, we want a t-shirt that says, you know, choose to continue. I want that on like a mug. I want it on a journal. Like, please go open that shop back up. Okay. So good. It's so good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for the Inside Story podcast. Um, you know, as Lindsay said, go share your story. That is the way that you may be able to illustrate to others to help them to be able to literally choose to continue. Thanks for being with us today. We'll be back for another episode next week. We'll see you then.